Hi everyone, my name's Andesh. And my name's Himakar. And we're your hosts for On Call, the podcast where we talk to students around the country about their medical schools. Today, we're speaking to a student from Yale University School of Medicine. The Yale University School of Medicine was established in 1810 as a medical institution of Yale College. The current name, Yale School of Medicine, was adopted in 1918. As a preeminent academic medical center that supports the highest quality education, research, and patient care, the Yale School of Medicine strives to educate and inspire scholars and future leaders who will advance the practice of medicine and the biomedical sciences, advance medical knowledge to sustain and improve health, and to alleviate suffering caused by illness and disease, and provide outstanding care and service for patients in a compassionate and respectful manner. So on today's show, we're pleased to have Marissa Justin, who is a rising MS3 at Yale University. Welcome, Marissa. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. We're just um, hanging in for the last two weeks of summer um, and <laughs> not ready to go back. But yeah, okay. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. You need to enjoy it. Yeah, we will. What's going on with you? So I'm currently in clerkships and I'm on my surgical oncology rotation. So this is my first week of surgery, first time scrubbing into a surgery. Um, and it's been a blast. I love it. It's like so engaging and so much fun. Um, and I really like didn't anticipate loving surgery as much as I am. And I'm like hoping that I'm like a small part of me is hoping that I don't love it too much because that's <laughs> Do you think it's specifically because it's surgical oncology or do you think you would have liked like general surgery or something else too? Yeah, I don't know why I like it. I actually really like my team right now. Um, the intern and the resident are both super supportive and like not um, very high pressure. And so I think that's part of why I like it. And then mm -hmm. I got to observe at the breast cancer clinic um, where the attending follows up with the um, his patients after he removed their masses and just like being able to see the process because I, I scrubbed into two mastectomies and being able to see the process from like the beginning to the end was really exciting for me and like also so rewarding to see him tell people your biopsy was free of like invasive carcinoma and stuff like that oh uh, uh, yeah that's definitely the uh, the good parts of, of medicine. Right, right. Whereas like, I, think, <laughs> I think medical oncology, it's probably not as much good news, but I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure because I, I haven't done that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, would you mind just giving us a little bit of an introduction? Your name, year, hometown, undergrad. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Marissa. I'm originally from Orange County. I'm from Huntington Beach, Orange County, and um, I went to UCSD for undergrad. I studied neuroscience when I was there, and then I took a year off and I worked as a medical assistant and then applied to schools during that year and ended up picking Yale. And, um, so when you're applying, uh, how was the secondary specifically for Yale and do you have any tips for people applying? Yeah. So... Yale is very much focused on creating and fostering an environment of non-competitive students who are really able to focus on pursuits that are not purely clinical. 
And so because of that, I would say two things. One, focus on how you are willing to be a part of, co- of a community that is um, friendly and um, collaborative rather than competitive. Um, so I remember in my essay in particular, I talked about um, how I had encountered kind of unfriendly pre-meds in my um, first two years of med or of undergrad and kind of didn't really like that and thought, hey, if this is what doctors are like, then maybe that's not really what I want to do. But then when I came to um, HMP3, which is the organization that um, Anvesh and I both ended up being the presidents of, um, and I saw how like awesome everyone was and how friendly people were and like how motivated people were to helping others that kind of changed my mind about medicine and like really put me onto it. Um, so I think like talking about how you are interested in things in like community and then second of all, how you're in, you have interests that expand beyond just being a clinician. Um, the admission process is uh, highly like motivated. They want to pick students that are motivated to be leaders. That's kind of the main goal. And so that could be leaders in, you know, a community, leaders in research, leaders in policy, all of those sorts of pursuits. So if you can show that you're interested in something that isn't strictly clinical and that you are interested in like being part of a community, I think that Yale is a, Yale would be a good fit for you, but also like putting that in your essay will be helpful. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Um, really glad to hear that there's not the same level of competition or uh, cutthroat um, environment in medical school. Um, I think, I think I would have to say me, me and Himikar would probably agree too that from undergrad to medical school, it's, it's, a, there is a difference in the people you're interacting with and how you're interacting with them. Um, and it's just a lot more comfortable once you're in medical school, because I think you're already past that first hurdle. Um, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles. Um, and, yeah, I, yeah, I think like it's probably also a product of the school that you go to, right? Like when I visited UCI, I felt that a lot. Like I really felt that people were very community oriented as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's like something to, fo- to focus on when you're applying to and interviewing for schools as well, because um, there are a lot of schools that are going to be more competitive, but some people like that competitive nature and like it pushes them to do well. So it's mm-hmm. just really school dependent, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so after the secondary, uh, there is obviously interview day. Do you, uh, could you describe how interview day was? Um, was there anything that threw you off? Uh, anything that you really liked? Yeah, I think the interview day at Yale is incredibly chill. And that was something that threw me off. I didn't anticipate that to be the way it was like so they basically bring you into this little waiting area and you're with all the applicants who by the way I was shocked at how humble everyone was a lot of the people had come from Ivy's and I like have never obviously I went to UCSD I haven't really been in that sphere before and so I was anticipating people being a little bit more like uppity but it really wasn't the case everyone was so down to earth and nice but you also like secretly know that they're all super accomplished you know um but you sit in that little square and then you just kind of hang out with them throughout the day there's sessions that you go to so there'll be like a, a financial aid session and um 
you know, a tour. And so that is all pretty standard. But when it comes to interviews, people are being taken away at different points for interviews. Um, and so there is actually a lot of downtime. It's like a full day thing. I think I got there at eight and I, I didn't leave until six. So it is a full day thing, but wow. it is very relaxed. Um, one thing that was kind of cool was when I was sitting in that little area, like a lot of students would come by and sit and talk with the applicants, people who are not part of the application process or like not on admissions, not in any way involved, but just like really love the school would come and sit and uh, talk to the applicants about why they chose Yale. And I thought that was cool because I was thinking, you know, at other schools that didn't happen, but I, I wonder if it's because, you know, either the students were too busy or they didn't really have the time to go and sit down, but um, that wasn't the case at Yale. So it was, it was really a great experience. I got a really good feeling just about how like relaxed it was, how nice all of the applicants were and how enthusiastic about the school the students were. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, I think it helps a lot when you're interacting with the medical students directly that are already there and you can get like an insider perspective. Um, and especially in like a more casual chill environment rather than like a student interview. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and did you guys have a uh, pre-interview dinner or a host program where you were able to interact a little bit more? Yeah, so there is a pre-interview dinner. I actually didn't go to that because um, there's a host program as well. And so I was hosted by um, my now really close friend, Vicki. Um, and she was a second year at the time. And her and her two other roommates and I like all went to get dinner and I was like I kind of prefer to get kind of a smaller like intimate feel for some of the students rather than a, a big group and so that's why I did that but I stayed at her place and um like I said me and her are, like very close friends to this day so it was <laughs> a really like great relationship that started um during the hosting that's awesome yeah it's great that everything worked out for you like that and it's also amazing that you just felt welcome when you went to the school initially, because I think that's what you have to look for at the end of the day. It's like, where where are you going to see yourself being for the next few years? And if you don't feel that on an interview day, chances are you probably won't feel that in the, in the next few years there either. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like one thing that I was really shocked at when I was um, staying with Vicky and her roommates was that they had like a self-assessment on that day. And they like took the self-assessment because you can take it at home. And then they were like, want to go get ice cream? Or, or I think one of them hadn't actually taken the test yet. And she's like, want to go get ice cream? And I was like, why are you so relaxed <laughs> about this? Like, shouldn't you be a little bit more stressed? So I think that was one thing that like really stuck in my mind is that like they had this test, this big test on that day and they still wanted to get ice cream with me, which was really nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I feel like that's pretty rare, honestly. Kind of, kind of going off that, could you talk a little bit more about the format of the school? Um, as in like, how's the grading? Is it pass, no pass? And then um, how is it in terms of preclinical versus clinical years? Sure. So um, for my year, it's a year and a half of preclinical. <clears throat> um, and so that's uh, didactics. You know, we have a clinical uh, skills session and then like an interprofessional longitudinal clinical elective I think a lot of schools have something similar um, and so it's the the curriculum is organized by blocks so you learn phys and pathophys kind of simultaneously 
Um, it's pretty standard. I think that's one thing that you'll find among all of the medical schools is that the curriculum is pretty standard. But um, as far as exams go, it's pass fail and it's like very strictly pass fail, I will say. Um, I think like one thing to be wary of when you're interviewing at these schools is that they'll tell you that it's pass fail and that it's unranked, but like they still have AOA. So you have, that's like one thing that you need to think about when you're applying to schools and ask about is like, oh, do you guys have AOA? Because if they say yes, but then they say that it's unranked, like it's not possible, right? Like they're, they're, they have to be ranking you some way. And sometimes the schools even have internal rankings that they're not telling you about while you're at the school, but they'll tell you about like when you go to apply or they'll like put it in your letter when you go to apply, they'll like say what rank you are in the school. So Yale is like very strictly pass fail. The exams are taken online. They're anonymous. You're given a secret code at the beginning of the year. Um, and then you take the test, you get a score. The school will email you what the passing score was. If you fail, you then email the course director and say, hey, I failed. And then they're going to have you remediate, which essentially just means write like a paragraph for why you got each question wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's an interesting system. I never heard of that before, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like very, very strictly pass fail. It's like it's online, like I or like the tests are online, which like some people it's probably not great because it doesn't stim like simulate a uh, legitimate testing environment, you know, but it is also very comfortable. You don't have to come into school to take it. Um, you don't need to be stressed out by other, you know, environmental factors other than, you know, what's going on in your own home. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really relaxing. I definitely would like to go to Yale, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, could you could you talk to us a little bit more about maybe what a typical week for you looks like in the preclinical years? Sure. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility during the preclinical years. Um, most of the classes are non-mandatory. So you can choose whether or not you want to attend class. Um, a lot of people opt to uh, view the recordings online. And I think now, probably during this COVID era, everything is online. Um, so, but for me, it, you know, people chose to go to class personally. I chose not to go to class. Um, there's a couple mandatory things that you have to go to during the week, um, including like we had professional responsibility, which was kind of an ethical seminar. And then we had clinical skills where you learn the physical exam, how to interview a patient. Um, and then once a week, you'll have like an ILCE, like the, the um, clinical elective that you would go to a site with a, your preceptor and you had the same preceptor every week. I um, got lucky to be placed in an addiction recovery um, center. So I got to see a lot of the same patients over a year who were um, struggling with opioid and other substance use uh, disorders. And it was very rewarding and kind of actually got me interested in addiction. And that's like one mm. of my interests, something that I want to pursue. So uh, other than that, though, it's extremely flexible. I spent most of my first year and a half kind of enjoying myself, cooking a lot, exploring New Haven. I was like working out a lot, picked up new hobbies, um, you know, started a little plant family. So I've like had a lot, oh. I've had like a lot, maybe too much free time, in fact, to like do things that I enjoy. I also like got to 
explore the Northeast and things like that. So have you named your plans anything? Or I can't are they name, I, no, I can't possibly name them all. There's so many of them. There's like at least 30 of them. So yeah, there would be no way for me to name them. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, maybe, maybe someday you'll get to it. <laughs> uh, and then I guess a little bit more about the school, uh, the preclinical years. In terms of your class size, how big is your or how small is your class? And what do you think are the pros and cons of that? So there's 104 people in my class, and I think it's the perfect amount. I really like the class size because, you know, it's small enough where you know everyone and there are mandatory events that um you all have to be there for and then you end up like interacting with everyone in small groups in like one way or another um but it's also big enough where you know there is a diversity in interests and in personalities um so I do enjoy that I like I'm not trying to throw shade at any other schools but I did hear of someone who goes to like a bigger UC school who said I was talking to her and I was like, oh, my friend Sarah is in your class. And she was like, I don't know her. And I was like, how do you not know her? And oh my she, was, God. She, was just like, she was just like, I've never met her. And I'm like, no, no, I promise you she's in your class. Like I showed it to her on on Facebook and she was like, yeah, she might be. I just haven't met her yet. And this was like, oh my gosh. This was like one year through this or like one year through. And I was like, how do you not know all your classmates? So like, <laughs> I think that's a benefit of going to a smaller school is that it's not smaller. It's like medium size, I would say, is that you do get to know everyone. And I know you guys go to UCI. They have a similar um, class size there. So I, I'm, I'm sure that you can kind of uh, resonate with that as well. Yeah, we, we also ex- have exactly 104 people. So uh, we definitely understand where you're coming from because I think it's good that we, you know, we have enough people where it's like really diverse in the class, but like, you know, also you get to know everybody too. It's not too many people, exactly, which is like really nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, t- um, I, we covered a good chunk of uh, preclinical information at Yale. Could you talk a little bit about, uh, more about um, in terms of clinical aspects, like maybe where do you rotate and sort of what sort of patient populations uh, you're working with? Yeah, so Yale or New Haven is the community that um, you are mostly rotating in. Yale New Haven Hospital, which is right across from the med school, like 10 steps away. Um, In contrast to UCI, where the like hospital is like pretty far from the school. Yale is like extremely close (laughs) to um, the medical school. And um, there was actually an article published somewhere sometime I know I'm very specific um about uh the community of New Haven being exactly representative of the country of the United States like as a whole so I think that's really really interesting and like something to think about is that the patient population you you see is both racially and economically representative of the whole country so it's kind of like a little microcosm you know in itself um which I think is great because you get to interact with like a large variety of people um the income gap and like the income um you know disparity here in connecticut i think is the largest out of every state uh so you see that very profoundly and um you deal with a lot of those challenges i remember the first week that I was here actually during orientation there were like 82 overdoses during one weekend because everybody who because we have this little area um that's close to downtown called the green and everyone was using the same synthetic marijuana and it was all like 
um, it had all gone bad. And so, you know, Yale, New Haven was the hospital that was responding to that. And yet at the same time, we also service the hundreds, if not thousands of, you know, professors that are working at Yale um, who are wealthy, um, as well as people who live in New York City and want to live out in the suburbs and kind of commute into the city. So Yale serves like a very diverse patient population, which I'm really thankful for. Um, and I think you get to see pretty much everything when you're here. Um, you know, the city itself is going to be a little bit less bustling than in New York City, but it's still <laughs> like a good uh, learning opportunity, I would say. Wow, that's awesome. Um, thanks for such a comprehensive review of the preclinical and clinical years. Um, so now just, uh, after, you know, since you talked about that stuff, is there anything that you'd want to uh, maybe add to the curriculum um, or, uh, yeah, just pretty much based off the curriculum that you know and that you've experienced, would you want to add anything to it? Yeah, I would. Um, so I think one thing that's lacking in the curriculum is that we don't have a really good social justice thread. Um, when we talk about professional responsibility and ethics, <clears throat> some, some topics come up. Um, and then we have a statistics class and like a public health class where like other topics also arise. However, we don't have a dedicated um, course thread to that. And so in lieu of that, what we have is we have a health justice elective, which I was involved in. And I actually like helped on leadership my second year um, and is very rewarding. And if anybody does come to Yale, I would say you should take it. Um, but <laughs> Uh, other than that, and that's all student run, which is nice because mm -hmm. then the students kind of get to decide and it might be more um, progressive or militant than like a, a faculty led program. And yet at the same time, having like a faculty led thread gives more legitimacy to um, such a program. So uh, they actually hired someone who would be establishing a specific diversity course um, that will be incorporated into the curriculum. So that problem is most likely going to be addressed in the coming years, which I'm thankful for. Um, but, you know, I do think that right now in this moment, that uh, elective, the students are chosen on a lottery basis. Typically, there's like 50 people that are allowed in the class, but like, I think 100 or 200 people apply. And wow. so it, you know, not everybody who wants to be there is there and a lot of people that should be there aren't there if that makes sense mm -hmm. so I think like making this a conversation that needs to be had with the entirety of the school is like very important and something that the school is aiming to address yeah that's awesome that you that you have that kind of elective um because yeah I know there's definitely going to be major curriculum changes everywhere sure. trying to implement that sure or um it's great that there is at least, a, you know, an elective that people can uh, partake in. Yeah, and I think, um, like, that kind of speaks to one thing that I didn't know when I came to the school was that this, there are plenty of people that are, like, social justice oriented. Um, mm -hmm. And I just expected Yale to be, like, a giant science school, which there is a lot of basic science happening. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of people that were also interested and passionate about the same things I cared about. So that was very refreshing. And, like, I was happy to find that. And uh, how receptive are the deans to change? Is there any, like, examples that you have found um, within your 
uh, two years there that have kind of proven that, you know, there might have been an issue that could change? Yeah, I think the the deans, in my experience, are pretty receptive to student input. I think um, this um, social justice thread that's being incorporated into the curriculum is an example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also there's CDISJ, which is a council on diversity and and inclusion um, that meets and meets with the deans. It kind of has suggestions to make the campus a little bit more um, inclusive. And one example I can think of is um, the school when you kind of walk down the halls used to have these like very kind of archaic, like regal looking uh, paintings of old white men that I'm assuming are great scientists or like help establish the school. I have no idea. To be honest. <laughs> um, and I think the CDISJ was like, well, this is kind of like not lending to an inclusive space where people, all people can feel, you know, included and feel like you know, cause, cause I think like the environment that you're walking through when you go to your classes is important because if you don't see anyone that looks like you, you think, Hmm, do I really belong here? And I, you know, everybody who, who goes to med school at one point or another feels a semblance of imposter syndrome. And so I think like being intentional about the art that is cho- like chosen to be displayed is really important. And the school responded mm-hmm. to that. And now they kind of swap that out for um, photographs of current, like, woman leaders at the school which I think is cool and I think the plan is to kind of cycle through and have like different art displays in that hallway instead Mm. um I know also like by the library they recently kind of un like displayed uh like uh, different diversity um artwork that was produced by students so it's it's I would say the school is is receptive to things that the students want to to do and um for the most part, they're, they try to listen to the demands of the students because, um, you know, that's what makes the school better, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, another, another like, ex- another quick example is, like, mm-hmm. the school's mission statement was made, like, 18 years ago, and it's, like, not very good. And so like, <laughs> just this week I had a meeting. There's, like, a committee of people who are meeting to, like, give input on making this statement more... Um, you know, inclusive, you know, showing the school's interest in social justice, as well as, you know, like I said, training a diverse population of um, physicians. So that's like another example of, of where the school is pretty amenable to student input. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I didn't know that people even changed their mission statements. So <laughs> It needed good. to happen, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good that they're, they are changing it um, you know, based on, the, on where we are as a society. Um, so uh, you did touch on uh, the social justice elective. Is there, are there any other programs, clubs, extracurriculars that you have been doing um, or that are unique to your school? Yeah, so uh, let's see. I'm not sure that I can speak to all of the groups that are unique to Yale because I think there's probably a lot. <laughs> I guess <laughs> no, one I thing bet. that is unique is there is like a Yale orchestra of like either medical students and I think like residents and attendings. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what like one thing that, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. They have like a show. I honestly 
don't even know if it's called an org. I I like don't know anything. I'm so uncultured. Like I don't know. Is it an orchestra? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. But I know that like some people participate in that. So like that's something that's unique. As for myself, what I did, um, I told you that I was involved in the U.S. Health Justice Elective. Um, I also was involved in the Yale Refugee Patient Navigator Program, where you're connected with a patient that is kind of not necessarily literate with the healthcare system because of their refugee status. And you kind of help connect them to resources as well as like help sort of bridge the gap between the healthcare they're receiving and like what they need to do on their end. Um, I was involved with Association of Women Surgeons. Um, I was involved in students addressing the, or scrubs addressing the firearm epidemic. That was really cool. I actually got to go to DC and talk with some of the congresswomen and legislatures of um, Connecticut and advocate for um, more CDC funding for firearm research, um, which is really unique. And I, I was involved in like a bunch of other things too. And now they're kind of all slipping my mind. Oh, I was involved <laughs> with like students addressing um, like students for a national health program and SNAP. Um, and then I was involved with the PAMSA. I went to like the PAMSA conference in New York City. Um, yeah, those are some of the organizations that I were, was involved with my first year. Yeah, I, there's definitely it seems like there's a lot to do at Yale and there's a lot that's unique to the school. Um, we have like a we have our own chapter of, of the Scrubs Against the Fire uh, Farm epidemic here as well. And I think some of the students are even starting a SNAP chapter here as well. So that's awesome. It, that's great. That's yeah. Good. yeah, they're both like really fun organizations to be a part of. Yeah, things are spreading out, spreading out around the country, yeah. uh, which is really nice to see that everybody has a lot of common interests and common goals. Agreed, agreed. Um, it makes me feel good about the future. <laughs> <laughs> future is bright for all of us, hopefully. Hopefully, knock on wood, man. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, so I, we covered a lot about Yale and sort of the more formal things, you know, the curriculum, et cetera. Um, but outside of the classroom and outside of your extracurriculars, what do you all do for fun, like on a, on a weekend or like maybe a Friday night or something? Yeah, so it's it's very season, like season dependent, I would say. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now. So, well, OK, COVID is I'm going to talk about pre-COVID because hopefully by the time that the people who are listening to this get to the school, COVID will be under wraps. <laughs> Vaccine, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so what do we do in our free time? Uh, there's a lot to do. Um, it's nice because the area is actually extremely beautiful. There's a ton of hiking. Like last weekend, I went hiking to a waterfall. Um, the, there's a lot of green, which was something that I was like not used to when I coming from California. Like everything is so vibrant and like bright green, like everything in California is like Mm -hmm. dark green, but out here during the summer (laughs) and spring, it's like, like like bright green. The forests are deep. Everything is so moist. Um, The East, the East coast greens are definitely way different than here. And I like them a lot better. Honestly, I do too. I do too. I actually, this is what I say. I say like, I love Connecticut. Like I love the summers here more than I love them in California because Everybody wow. gets so excited here during summer because it's like the time to go out that like everybody's out walking around. Everybody like eats outdoors if they can. Everybody's like down to go on hikes, do a- outdoors activities. And that was like huge for me because I love to do things outside. Um, so that that's like part of what we do as far as like what do we do for fun? Like 
what would happen really often with my friend group is um, sometimes in the afternoon we'll like go to an outdoor brewery and hang out and then in the evening we'll like all get together and make a dinner and all my friends are like incredible cooks so like one of my friends will make like um, homemade pasta or bread and then we'll all like cook separate things and like come together and just enjoy each other's company and presence and like um, that's kind of what we do we do a lot of like hang like bonding within the class I would say um, and then one other perk of being in New Haven is we're equidistance between New York City and uh, Boston. Boston. And so New York is like an hour and a half train south and there's like a train that comes right to New Haven. So um, if you want to go to the big bustling cities, you can. Um, but if you want to like study and hang out, which is mostly what I like to do, I like to just like hang out with the people here, um, then you can do that too. It seems like it, there's a, a mix of both of the worlds. You have the night, the nature and the nice quietness and quaintness of being Connecticut and New Haven, but you also have the opportunity to, you know, go out and explore a bunch of brand new things in big cities if you if that's your thing too. So I, it's awesome you have those options available to you because I don't think a lot of other places have those things too. Yeah, and then like New Haven itself is kind of an old Italian city. So the neighborhood that I live in, has like a bunch of these little Italian markets that I can go to get cuts Ooh. of meat, get like cheese if you want. They have all the normal groceries as well, but then they have like gelato, cannoli, oh, like fresh made <laughs> pasta if you want that. Like it's it's something that's kind of unique too and quirky about uh, my neighborhood, but that I really love. Yeah, that's that's one thing I, I miss about the East Coast is just the Italian food and just like the nature and community there as well. Oh, are you it's from just the really East nice. Coast? I grew up in, um, in New Jersey and I was, I was born in New York. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So right you know there. about it then. You know about it. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> That's yeah. Those, those are definitely a few of the things that I miss from, from growing up there. Yeah. Um, so in gen in addition to that, like how is living in the area in general? Um, and, and also like, how have you been adjusting to the weather? Cause I know it's, uh, it's definitely a lot different than here. <laughs> yeah. So I would say like, I love the seasons. I love the, um, spring summer and fall I think they're beautiful I like winter until about Christmas and oh, then gosh. after that it gets a little <laughs> bit more challenging. it's not good yeah it just drags on so you like you know what it's like Ben because you lived here but like it drags on for so long and it's just so cold <laughs> for like months you're like okay when is the sun gonna come out again and I think that's like, <laughs> one thing but I think another thing about that is that because it's so kind of you know, outside is dreary, people um, are like, very communal, you know, people become exactly. a little bit more communal, people like, try to reach out to each other, try to like, be friendly with each other. I remember there was a power outage once in like winter, and then one of my classmates in the group me was like, telling people about how you can like, I don't even remember it. <laughs> something about like keeping yourself warm with the stove or something, which sounds really good. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it was like it was very cute. And I, um, so I think somebody told me that I forget exactly what the analogy was, but they were talking about how like people on the East Coast, when it's winter, you have no choice but to let your neighbor in. You know, so people are like mm. very, very like friendly and like communal in that way during the winter. Um, but my neighborhood is, uh, to answer the first question, is East Rock, which is a little bit outside of downtown. It's like a mile and a half outside of downtown. And it's like quintessential Northeast, like 
the what you would think of for those homes, the kind of colonial looking homes, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, and everybody who lives here almost is somewhat affiliated with Yale, which is good and bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> but um, there's like a lot of like, you know, there are some professors, I know that the, the dean of the the dean of like student affairs lives down the street from me um and then like one of my attendings one time I was talking to her about where I live she's like oh yeah I live like right down the street from you so like you'll see a lot of people when you're walking around who are just enjoying their time but it's it's very it's very like cute I like to be here like I love like walking around um in the evenings during the summer and just enjoying the area it's uh there's also like it's called East Rock because there's a big rock that you can hike up (laughs) and you can see it from um the neighborhood but you can like it's a it's like a 30 minute to an hour walk up the rock so you can hike there whatever you want and it has a view of the whole city so it's nice beautiful yeah exactly (laughs) wow that's awesome um well i think that's all the questions we have for you is there anything last minute you want to kind of throw in there I think, it's okay, you already gave us yeah, a lot of information. No, I know, I know. I talked a, a, talk a lot. Um, no, I think like that's one, one thing that I would say is um, a lot of these schools, when you interview them, are the exact same. Like there's a lot of schools and medical education is highly standardized because of like taking board exams um, and becoming licensed. It requires like a standardized training. So when you look at these schools, don't look at like the curriculum um, because in most part, they're gonna be very similar. I would say, look for the things that make the school stand out, like as well as look at the students and see what they are like. Because when I went to Yale, the one thing that really drew me to the school was that the students were so happy. And a lot of other schools, I didn't see people smiling as much. Um, People weren't like as, excited about the school or excited to be there and I found that to be true at Yale so like when you look at these schools look at the differences not the similarities that's great um all right well that's all the questions we have um thanks for joining us and of course you you enjoy surgery uh yeah (laughs) thank you you for thank you for having me Uh, this is great I appreciate it Thank you, Marissa, for coming on today. If you'd like to learn more about Yale University, you can visit the school's website. We're always looking for more schools to interview, so please feel free to email us specific suggestions. If you have any questions about the school we covered today or about anything in general, email us and we'll try to get to as many as we can. You can email us at oncallmedstudent at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all again next time. The views expressed herein are the personal opinions of the participants in this program only. They do not represent the opinions or policies of Yale School of Medicine and should not be construed in any way as being representative of the Yale School of Medicine.